Welcome back, welcome back to St. Nache Radio. My name is Kiera Nache, and this is a continuing journal log for the month of January. I did start off a little late, and only because January is my test trial month, you guys, so I don't really force myself to kind of complete all of my New Year's resolutions. I have a list of things that I want to target and uh, as far as my goal setting, and I just do one thing at a time. So this happened to be on my list of let's go ahead and start expressing more and start, you know, creating more content that I'm proud of, whether it's perfect or not. In my eye, as long as I'm creating, I'm, I'm happy. So this will be the January journal log number three of season three. So we're going to go three, three. Okay, lucky numbers, here we go. And I actually sat down because I've been doing a lot of reflecting and I wanted to actually dedicate this log to my 20 year old self. So I have a list of tips that if I was to go back in time and talk to my 20 year old self, what would I say to her? What advice would I give to her? You know, just so she won't bump her head too many times or if she does bumper hood maybe it's you know won't be as hard <laughs> so i hope you guys enjoy this this segment uh, i have 20 tips and there is a bonus in the end but i do have 20 tips to my 20 year old self and we're just gonna go ahead and just jump right into them so tip number one be gentle with yourself because what you consume, you attract. And what I mean by that is we are influenced by almost everything around us. Our environment plays a big influence on us. We can see our parents or our, our caregivers do certain things as their coping mechanisms. And we can try and adopt those coping mechanisms of our own. And as we get to a certain age, you'll start to use them because that's what you've been introduced to. So being gentle with myself, you know, definitely means for me just taking the time to really hone in on what's going on around me, you know, and really focusing on not consuming too much that doesn't resonate with my inner spirit because I will attract that. So consuming, you know, it can be anything. You can be an overconsumption of, you know, food, um, alcohol abuse, uh, herbal remedies. You can take too many aspirins you know so whatever you are consuming in your world you will genuinely attract and I believe this particular tip is going towards you know the environment you know where you're choosing to place yourself how you're thinking about yourself so be gentle with yourself because what you consume you will attract we're gonna move on to tip number two continue to look for the beauty in everything now, I believe when I was writing this, it was more so on the lines of finding the silver linings and making sure that you remain pure and finding the joy in everything that you come across, even if it's a troublesome time. Just finding a reason to be blessed that there's an opportunity for you to learn. You know, find the beauty in something. Find the beauty in disagreeing with somebody. You learn something from, from someone else. You get a takeaway from their perspective. So... To my 20-year-old self, just continue to look for the beauty in everything, even if it's really hard for you to see it at first. Just try. Just try and focus on something that's lighthearted. 
And tip number three. Alright, this is a good one. The friends you know in your childhood may change as you get older. So embrace the new energies that come and go. Oh boy. I honestly thought that I was going to have the same childhood friends for the rest of my life. I honestly thought we were going to be old ladies with our rocking chairs watching our grandchildren run across this big acre of grass as we just drink iced tea and watch the sun go down and our husbands are in the house or wherever they are you know I honestly thought that's how my friendships with a lot of young ladies was gonna go and time has told me that we all move in directions and we all have lifestyles that we're comfortable with and they may not resonate with each other you know they may not all mesh and I had to learn that definitely in my 20s that the chill that the Kids that I had in my childhood as close friends were no longer my friends as I started to get older. And I started to have friends that I started have, having different interests with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a friend that I can just go drink coffee with. I have a mom friend now. I have friends who are married. I have friends that are entrepreneurs um, and they have their own businesses. So I have different friends for for creative settings you know um they're not just childhood friends some of my friends are from work some of them came from college some of them i literally met out and about you know with the age of social media i've connected with so many different people just going to different events and like hey like i always see you online like let's vibe so i've, I've had to be open to new energies that come my way and i never thought that changing my childhood friendships would be a very um, it'll be a life-turning, a life-changing event for me, but it does happen, so that is an advice I will have to my 20-year-old self to not be surprised if that does happen. Now, if I bumped into my 20-year-old self on the street, and I recognized her, and she didn't really recognize me, but we knew that we knew each other, the fourth tip would be, it's okay to say no, you are still a good person. Now, this tip is just all about boundaries. This tip just kind of explains that, you know, you don't have to be everything for everybody. You don't have to please everybody. And at any given point, if it's something that you do not agree with or you do not like or it's just not a setting that you choose to participate in, say no. Save yourself time and energy and just give that to something you truly enjoy so you can say yes to it. Say no to things that you do not want in your space. Say no to it. It's worth it. I guarantee. Now, number five. This one is pretty interesting because now that I am a mom, I've learned that I could not keep blaming my parents for certain things. Like, I could not keep the excuse of I was born in, into this family, so that's why I'm not X, Y, and Z. Tip five is don't expect your parents to know everything. They only know as far as they understand, and they do the best with what they know. You know, there was a moment in time where I would look at my parents and I would kind of compare them to other parents. Like, why aren't you like such and such mom? Or why aren't you like such and such dad? And now that I've gotten, you know, I have had that baton passed to me and I have a child of my own. 
I can see where my parents did their absolute best when it came to how they raised me, what they instilled into me, and how it shaped me to be the young woman that I am today. And now all I want to do is just tell them thank you every five seconds. Just thank you, thank you, thank you for setting the best example that you could set for what you knew at the time. You know, and since time has definitely changed and we have information at our fingertips, it's easier for me to navigate being a mother because it's it's just more accessible. You know, technology has helped tremendously. I can schedule my kids dentist and doctor's appointments through an app i can converse with his teacher all day long through technology i don't necessarily have to go to parent teacher conferences every day to have a i can if i want but for the most part everything is right here i can see what he's doing while he's in school you know that type of stuff wasn't as accessible as it is now so our parents did the best we could so i don't want to continue to hold that space that my parents you know, they weren't, they were less than perfect because for me and how my life has been set up, they were absolute perfect parents to be born to. And I'm so grateful to have them in my life still. Number six, understand that everyone has a different time frame, baby. Everybody can't do everything at the same time. We can't all graduate at the same time, have our kids at the same time, get married at the same time, start a business at the same time. It just doesn't work that way. And I had to really learn that the hard way. And I really started to embrace when I was starting to do certain things. Okay, for instance, my engagement and the birth of my child, certain things I kept to myself because I was so unsure that it was the time for me to do it. And I'm, you know, I'm walking into my 30s. Like, I didn't decide to have a child or, you know, build a family in, in my early 20s. I'm in my 30s. You know, I've already finished school. I, I have a, an impeccable resume. You know, I've traveled the States. So I've had life experience. But for some reason, I just kept thinking there was a time frame to do certain things. And I just recently started to let that time frame go. Like, you know what? When it happens, it will happen. I'm not going to keep putting this extra pressure on myself, even though I have family members doing certain things. It's like, that's their business. That doesn't have anything to do with me. And I don't want to compete with anybody but myself. At this moment, I believe I'm, I'm trying to make sure that my 40s are as smooth as I possibly can. So going back and talking to my 20-year-old self is a mandatory thing. So I can let things go and release, and then I can open up a new decade. So... You know, understanding that everyone has a different time frame is a very good tip because it just allows you to just take things as they come and really trust the process that you have unfolding in your life. Just trust it. Like, just know that God is going to give you exactly what you need when you need it. No, no sooner, no later. And just, you know, be okay with that. Number seven, save and invest early. Oh my gosh. Listen. I've worked for so many different corporate companies. I've had my retirement thing set up. I've dipped into my 401k. I have, you know, splurged in Vegas and drove to San Diego just to have like fancy seafood dates with my girls. I have sat on the on the beaches and, you know, drank all types of margaritas and went shopping and went to nail salons and concerts. 
you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until the end of my 20s is when I really decided to invest in my earnings, you know. Um, and it recently started to be very more important, of course, when we had a world event. And I was giving birth to a young child. So investments became very important. But if I can remember, I've been working since I was 12. And I've already hit being a millionaire, you know. I've hit it in different avenues of my life. There's nothing... You know, there's no tangible evidence of it, but I've already hit it, you know, because of the money that I have accumulated. So I would definitely say to my 20 year old self, invest now. There is no reason for you to to spin and splurge on certain things that you're not even going to use 10 years from now. Invest in yourself and invest early. Start now, not later. Number eight kind of ties into number seven because it's just uh, when you have investments of your own, then you have more time. And with more time means more availability to do what you want. And one of those things that I definitely would say is traveling more. I have not been outside of the country. I've flown across the states of United. I've been across almost every, you know, every state of the United States. It's 50 of them. I've probably been to about 30. However, I've never been outside of the country. I have a passport and I just, I haven't gone anywhere outside of the country. So I want to be able to visit outside of the country before I get to a certain age. And I'm sure I will, you know, but to my 20 year old self, having the advantage of being 20 is you have that spare time to really figure yourself out. And traveling is one of those things that's a great it's a great way for you to learn about yourself because you're surrounded by other people, other cultures, and you're not in a familiar territory of your own. So you don't have a choice but to put yourself out there. You know, you might get lost. You have to try new things. You have to ask for help. You know, you need to have uh, a plan for action. So you learn so much when you just take the time to travel the world and you have a greater appreciation for your home when you do so. So travel. Number nine. Your emotional health is just as important as your physical and mental health. Okay, so we can always talk about IQ. IQ, 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 IQ. You gotta have a high IQ. Okay, what I've learned in my experience of life is that IQ will only get you so far. Because it is a small portion that your brain is working on. And that's just memories and facts, you know? And how well that you can restore and retain information can make people feel like their IQ is most important. However, when you have a strong emotional intelligence and you practice on your emotional health, you're actually more beneficial in any setting because you're able to hone in on your emotional reactions. And your emotional reactions, believe it or not, ties into tip number seven. It plays a huge influence on your spending habits. When you don't have the need to go out and impulsively buy something to make you feel better because your emotions are telling you that you're sad, you end up saving that money. I am definitely an impulse shopper, okay? Well, I used to be. Well, I'm not, no, I'm, I still am. I, I still am. If I go to Target and I go to that little, little dollar section and I see some type of glittery pen or some car that I can get my kid and it's labeled two, three bucks, I do buy it. I'm not even going to pretend like I don't. Because it is something that makes my emotional reaction happy. It's like, oh, what's a deal? And look at this. It's a it's a glitter disco pen. Who knows? Knew I would have wanted that. 
I don't need it. It's just a want. So I, it's it's reasonable in price. So I buy it. You know, however, when you really work on your emotional health, you can discipline yourself to not even feed into those small impulses, you know. So it, it plays just an important part as your physical health when you have to work out your body and drink water and actually, uh, you know, practice breathing. All of this ties into you having a clear thinking space. When you are emotionally grounded, and you are taking care of your physical body you're able to think more and you're able to make better decisions so i wish i was told later you know early on that it's not all about iq it's also about eq okay so we're gonna move on from that so list number 10 tip number 10 excuse me the family that you create that you build is more important than the family you are born into and i'm going to clear things up because i'm not saying that your family is not important what i'm saying is when you go out in the world and i started to have different experience let me stop saying you because this is a conversation about me <laughs> i'll talk to y'all about job problems later <laughs> This is a conversation about me, okay? When I went out into the world and I started to experience life, I have a different definition of what I feel family is, okay? My definition of family has grown because of how I was raised in in a family that wasn't very much traditional. It was not a mom and dad and kids in one household. It was very much... You know, at one point, mom is here. At one point, dad is there. Uh, sometimes you go to see dad on weekends or sometimes you stay for all of summer break and he may be with his wife, you know, and then you live with your mom and she may be with her boyfriend. So it's like you don't, everybody's not going to have the traditional family setting, but family does, in my opinion, stick together. Family does communicate. Family does build traditions. Um, if you want to talk about relatives, okay, we can break that down in simple terms. Relatives are people that share the same bloodline as you. Does not necessarily mean that they are family, okay? And I had to really tell myself that when it came to putting up certain boundaries and saying no to certain relatives because we share the same blood does that it does not mean that I have to agree with what you agree on I don't have to understand your lifestyle and you don't have to understand and agree with mine just because we share the same blood does not mean we share the same brain or belief systems okay but the family that you create is the family that ultimately will will build those legacies it's the family that will have a communication style that is its own because it's grown that way it's a family that will create new traditions it's a family that will learn to grow into settings um, that makes them a family you know what makes a family a family just depends on how that family comes together and builds a solution in within the family so that's what I mean by it. It's like your family that you're born into is very important. And yes, love your family and cherish them. But the family that you grow on your own and you create when you go out into the world and have your own experiences are far much more important because that's the family that's going to continue on. That's the family that, that they consider as generational and you're building the generational wealth. 
or is having healthy standards or have healthy thought processes or healthy living, you know, are different ways that you hold on to culture and you stay rooted. You do that in the family first. Okay. Number 11. We're moving along here. Nobody has it all figured out. So just embrace your mistakes and learn from them. Okay. Let me say this. That kind of piggybacks off of the family thing because for me, I would always look at my family as, you know, they have the answers. And there was one point in time where I would get a little bit, no, I'm not going to say upset, but I would get upset when I would go to certain family members and they could not give me an answer. And I'll be like, you're an adult, like you should, you're supposed to know everything. Like, what is this? And I had to really understand, like, no, just because they're, you know, in their 50s or their 60s and 70s does not mean that they know everything. And at the end of the day, when you get to a certain age, especially if you're in your mid-20s, 22 to 25, there's only so much that your family can really tell you. At the end of the day, they can guide you and give you the best advice, but it is still up to you to make it happen. It is still going to be up to you to figure out a plan of action that works for you because how they got to their destination is not going to be the same for you because you're not them and they are not you, okay? So it's like, just embrace that everybody doesn't know all the answers. And if you have something in particular that's important to you, you have to go out and seek the answers for yourself. Oh my gosh, that is a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> for me, it was. Shit. <laughs> ah, I had to hit my head pretty hard. Let me tell you, I had to learn. I had to do a few things over to really understand. Um, but I'm grateful for it because I I didn't get to the point where you know, I didn't fall too deep into uh, certain atmospheres from, from learning from my mistakes. You know, like I didn't get in trouble with the law and I didn't have to like really damage my reputation in order to learn what life lessons I, I needed to grow from. No, not necessarily. It wasn't that intense. Okay, number 12. Your emergency is not everyone's emergency and vice versa. Okay, so this just... All of these tips just kind of piggyback off of each other. So your emergency is not everybody's emergency means what's important to you may not be important to somebody else. So do not expect them to have the same energy that you have towards something. You know what I'm saying? This can go for anything. And it's the same way. Because you're passionate about something does not mean the next person is going to be passionate about it. Just because this person is passionate about, I'll just throw something out there. Orange juice does not mean you're passionate about orange juice. You might just be an apple juice type of a person. You know what I'm saying? You don't expect people to drop what they're doing at the dime of a hat to cater to your every need. That's not how life is. And you are not responsible to do that for anybody else. No, that's what I mean by that. 13. Disappear for a while and pay attention to the people who check on you okay so this one is very personal for me because i kind of talked about this yesterday um it was the same log in terms of solitude and i really learned you know that i don't have an issue being by myself what i did learn is that when i go on these hiatuses and i go into these deep hermit modes uh, it's because i need to have a self-reflection time where i'm not being influenced by the outside world 
but it is very nice and it feels good and you feel loved when you do have somebody that just wants to check on your your mental health your well-being just check in and say hey i haven't heard from you how's everything going or you know you used to do this and i noticed you're not doing that is anything going on i've learned that those people are gold even if you have even if they just send you a text message you probably don't even talk to them on the phone but they send you a text message or they make a comment underneath something that you post on a social media those people are gold the people that just choose to leave you in that isolation those people are questionable they're i i, I they're questionable to me now and in my past i probably wouldn't have thought about it that way but as i've gotten a little older and my emotions start to intensify because of the weight of the world I really started to appreciate people that did take the time to just call me and I still have I just hung out with a really good friend I call her you know she's one of my mommy friends I met her in college hi Candace if you're listening we had a mommy date you know um, I invited my little boy she invited her children and she actually shared the news that she was expecting a new child and I have been there for the first the, the first two births of her children. I consider those my godchildren. So I was excited to see that she still would call me just to have a lunch. Because I was there when I had a lunch with her for her first pregnancy. I was there for the second pregnancy. And she didn't leave me out on the third one either. You know, and although we don't talk to each other every day, we try our best not to not to miss certain life events. We will take the time to, to schedule a date with each other. And we don't use motherhood as an excuse. We will still bring our kids in a kid's setting and have a nice date and talk about just life stuff. Does it happen every day? No. But when it does happen, I'm so grateful. Okay, so number 14. When you become a mom, teach your child the importance of having an imagination. All right. Yes. Yes. This is... I mean, it's not really a tip because honestly, I don't know how many of you know, but I did not have kids... Kids were not on my radar. Like, oh my goodness. I had such a, a ambitious, like, bucket list, you know. And I pretty much did all of it. Um, But I didn't necessarily, like, say, oh, I want to be a mom. With Like, no, I, I did not have that on my bucket list. My bucket list was so many other things to occupy my time than having a kid. And I remember saying that in my 20s, like, I have a lot of stuff to do. What I don't have time to do is have a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not bored to just not have a kid. However, when I started to, when I knew I was approaching, like, my 30th, I was starting to kind of get, like, baby fever um, a little bit. Um, this, you know, and my child, my child's birth was planned. He's a, he's a planned child. It wasn't too sporadic for the most part. Uh, once we knew we were expecting, there wasn't anything about us that wanted to turn back. We wanted to go forward with with our pregnancy. So, you know, those that type of topic, you know, kind of gets a little gets me a little teary because I did not want to end up like my mother. So I did not want to have kids until I knew I was absolutely ready. For those of you that know, maybe you don't, um, you know, my mom is a teen mom. She had me right out of high school. So her and my dad had to go through a lot of different, you know, they have their own testimonies. And I happened to just be here while they went through a lot of uh, things. And I tell myself, you know, I don't want to do that to my child. Like, that's not, that's that's just not on my agenda of being a parent. I'd rather just 
be prepared. But there is no real way to be prepared to bring a kid into this world, okay? there, it, It's a blessing when you're able to do that. But I would definitely continue to instill imagination in my child because that is where he builds so much personality. That is where I can see his, his intelligence growing um, when he's just sitting and he's playing, but I allow him to be this way, you know? There's nothing about me that wants him to grow up fast. I want him to be... Uh, he'll be three this year. I want him to be three. You know, like I don't, I'm not trying to rush him. He's he's a toddler. Let him be a toddler. He's got all his life to be an adult. So just having, you know, making the importance of imagination is so important. You know, like everything else is going to come. I'm not going to force him to be a football star and a basketball star and all these other things that people normally want to excel their kids. Like he's going to be what he's going to be, but everything has to come from how he feels about the world around him and he can create that when you have your own imagination you can create anything anything is possible because you can imagine it okay all right so number 15 pay attention to how you speak to yourself yeah this is very important you know having having positive self-talk is so important to your mental health because how you talk to yourself ultimately is how you treat yourself even if you don't feel like, you know, um, saying certain jokes like, oh, that was stupid or, you know, that was kind of dumb of me to do. No, like I don't even I don't even joke like calling myself like a bad bitch. Like I don't even joke like that because I don't I'm not a bitch. Like I'll say I'm a baddie. I'll say I'm a baddie any day. Like, ooh, I'm a hottie. I'm a ooh, ooh. but I'm not going to claim being a thought. I'm not going to claim being a bitch and. You know, I don't care that that's just what girls be saying to each other to make them like, nah, that doesn't work for me. I don't use that type of energy on myself, nor do I just go around saying other derogatory terms that culturally may be be trending at the time. That's not what I don't do that to myself. I put myself on. I put, I'm not going to say I put myself on a pedestal, but I have learned to speak to myself much more nicely and because i don't allow others to say and call me out of my name i'm not going to do that towards myself and even if i'm having moments where i'm feeling doubtful i have to psych myself out and pep myself up and say no you got this you're going to figure out a way to figure it out you know you've gotten this far and you're going to continue to go this far so paying attention to how i speak to myself is so important because you have to be your best cheerleader and it starts with how you feel, think, and what you say about yourself, okay? Number 16, it's okay to live a life others don't understand. Baby, listen, in my 20s, I, I low-key, oh, look at me, I'm starting, my, my voice is going up and down from the excitement. I wanted people to accept me in certain areas of my life. I wanted to be accepted. Oh my gosh. I wanted to be accepted from certain family members. I wanted to be accepted from certain people at school. Um, I wanted to be accepted in like so, some social cliques. And, you know, I think probably by the time I got, I went to, to art school. I enrolled into art school at age 23 after going to different community colleges and not really you know, I majored in psychology, I majored in sociology, I took a journalism class, but none of them was anything that really, really stuck. And it wasn't until, you know, I decided to go to school for art, which, uh, which was like, 
very surprising for family members. Like I would get people asking me like, like who gave you permission to go to school? Like, like I needed permission to go to school to, to be in fashion and not fashion design. I went to school for fashion marketing, um, which is the business side of fashion and the details that go into it. So I didn't ask anybody for permission for that because I have finally figured out what it is that I wanted to do because all of those years of me majoring in different, um, different uh, community colleges I was just doing that because nobody told me that fashion you could make a career out of it you know I, I wasn't taught that it was just like oh be a veterinarian be a doctor be a lawyer be a pharmacist um go to the army uh work for the government you know it was all these like in the box type of jobs and it wasn't until you know I had a recruiter stop me and really kind of, you know, pitched me on the idea of going to school for art after she saw how creative I was. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can do this. And I did, you know, I put myself through school. My parents didn't help me pay for art school. I paid, I helped pay for art school. I had a part-time job at Jamba Juice. You know, I did the roommate thing, let go of my, my apartment in Koreatown to be, to have a roommate so I could finish school. Like, come on. So I did certain things and after a certain point, I did not care who understood me. I was no longer interested in trying to be a part of different, you know, cliques or social settings that did not resonate with me. When I got to art school and I got to be around all these animators and people that wanted to be in film, they wanted to be film directors, um, people who wanted to make textiles and people who just wanted to just create poster boards and advertisements. I was like, yo, this is my home. This is where I'm supposed to be. Oh, and I felt so welcomed, you know, and nothing, nothing about me was like a nerd or yes. I mean, to a certain extent, cause I like studies. I like to learn. Yeah. I was a little quirky and I never lost that. But I was able to live in my authentic truth was, which was I like to create. I like to sit down, find a beauty in something. As, it could be as boring as a rock. And I will figure out a way to tell a story about that rock from whatever experience I have. And it wasn't until going to art school where I really tapped into that. So it's okay to live a life that others don't understand. Because for I remember my dad asking me a question like, are you about to go to school to color? And I remember that being kind of funny because, you know, if you look around, everything is art. When you go to Starbucks, who designed that logo? When you go to McDonald's and you hold that McDonald's M arch, why do you go to McDonald's versus Burger King? All of this stuff is art. We're surrounded by it. And when I really figured that out, I really started to find my place in the world. I did not care how others looked at me because I was like, I'm an artist. That's, that's me. I'm an artist. Wow. That's my niche. I create. I'm a creator. So, number 17. <laughs> you are responsible for how people treat you. Okay, so I guess this kind of ties into number 16, which is, you know, living a life that, under, don't, that others don't understand. And it also plays a big part in boundaries. So, you are responsible for how other, how other people treat you. Is just the same as how I was saying about how you talk to yourself. It is stating those boundaries and making sure that they're stated and not being afraid of anybody who walks out of your life that steps those boundaries. You teach people how to treat you, okay? When you accept people that come into your life that feel like it's okay to lie to you, if you accept people that come into your life to feel like they can take from you, 
if you accept people in your life that constantly um, speak ill of you behind your back, um, I can go on and on and on. If you accept these people in your life, meaning you make space, you make room for them, you are telling them that you don't value yourself and they can treat you how they want to treat you. They can lie to you. They can take from you. They can uh, speak ill of you. Um, they can misrepresent you. No. No. You dealing with somebody like that, you back out of the energy. You say no. You don't deal with them. You don't even have to say anything to them. You just tell them to fuck off in, in frequency. In your vibrational energy, you say, I don't want you around me, sweetheart. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be nasty. But what you can do is have a personal funeral for that person. Bury them deep, 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 deep in the back of your head. Or do how I do and just poof, be gone. You don't even exist no more. That's I've gotten so good at it. I could have known you for 30 years of my life. But let you come at me sideways. And I realized that I wasn't deserving of that. Oh, I never. That's out. That memory. It didn't even happen. You are responsible how people treat you. Okay. Number 18, don't talk about your worries or your troubles. Okay, yep. Don't talk about your problems, okay? This is an old saying because 20% of people don't care and 80% are, they glad it's you. They they so glad that you came in and told them how you can't afford your rent or your car broke down or somebody's cheating on you and da, 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 da. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't talk about your worries or your trouble. Give it to God. Okay. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of cliche, but give it to God. Like, don't be telling these people your business. Don't open up about your relationship with your man, with your woman. Don't tell people your financial concerns. Like, give it to God. They do not care. And the other half, they are so happy that it's you. So they can feel better about their shitty lives. Because I guarantee you something ain't going great in their life. So if you tell them about your problems, oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. At least somebody else got it worse than I do. <laughs> Number 19. <laughs> your happiness is your responsibility, okay? Your husband isn't supposed to make you happy. That's not his job, okay? Your wife's job is to not cater to your every need to make you happy. Your parents, your your children, your job, okay, is not responsible for your happy. Your happy comes from you. Your happy is a reflection of how you're feeling on the inside, okay? If you feel like listening to some sweet music, listen to that sweet music. If you just want to go on a long walk and not be around anybody, go on a long walk. If you just want to go enjoy a concert, go enjoy the concert. And sometimes you might have to just do it by yourself. Your husband or your wife might not want to go with you to karaoke tonight. They want to sit and, and watch Jeopardy, you know? Go to karaoke. Practice watching your surroundings. Let people know where you are and go out and enjoy yourself. Take that time to make yourself happy. Everybody's not responsible for your happiness and it goes vice versa. You are not responsible to make everybody else happy either. If they don't bring their happy to the party, then it ain't gonna, you, you ain't, no. We ain't jumping up and down to make people happy. They should have their happy with them, okay? You make your own happy, simple as that. Make your own cereal, pour your own milk with your own cup, make your own happy. I don't even know what that last part is, so you can kind of scratch that. But whatever, whatever. Number 20. 
Time is the only thing that you cannot get back. So spend it wisely. Okay? We can go around saying to spend money and save money and money, money, money. Time is one thing that you cannot get back. Time will tell you how time heals. Time will show people's true colors. Time is so timeless. The only way that you can really spend it wisely is to create the most monumental memories with the people that you really care about and giving them your undivided attention because once that time is gone, it's gone. You cannot get it back. You can get money anywhere. Like money is everywhere. Money is at the bus stop. Money is is the the CVS poster that's telling you to buy some type of 50% off whatever beauty uh, secret that they got on sale. Money is everywhere. We can make money and lose money and gain money all in like one one year of itself. But when you look when you look back like we're talking about our 20-year-old self, I can't go back to being 20. I mean, I can use all the best products and drink water to make sure my my skin stays clear and, you know, uh, all the anti-aging secrets and whatever serums. At the end of the day, I'm never going to be 20 again. That time has come and it has gone, okay? But what I can say is I can look back and be grateful because I have a three-year-old, you know, and that's why I keep mentioning things about him because he is the most precious, most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. He's perfect. And he one day will be 20, okay? And if I take the time to understand how I am throughout these years, the more advice I'll be able to present to him. Not saying he's going to take it, but at least I'm able to give him some solid gems where he can take it away. You know what I'm saying? I have that chance to do that because he's three so i can't let time slip away from him i can't tell him no we're not oh my gosh y'all this he got a miss potato head nothing gets on my nerves but there is no way that i can tell him mommy doesn't want to play with this anymore go ask daddy go ask granny go ask grandpa you know it's like no if he wants to play with it for the 15th time i just take a deep breath and i play with it again because chances are he's gonna forget about it and and start watching blippy or doing something else and he won't be interested and at five to seven, he's not going to want to play with me. He's going to have something else going on. Time you cannot get back. Spend it wisely. That's all I can say about that. And bonus tip, because we are coming to a close. This has been a lengthy, lengthy uh, log. Tip 21. Don't take advice from people who are not where you want to be. Don't waste your time, your energy, your resources your intelligence don't waste anything that is precious to you asking advice from anybody that you see does not even take their own advice do not listen to these people if these people are still in the same place 10 years ago if you can look back if you're 30 and you remember where some of your friends were and they're still in the same place that they were they've never grown they never left that neighborhood they never you know, try to be ambitious and go out, go after something they believe in, do not take advice from these people, okay? You can wish these people well. You can like a picture on, on a social media. All I'm telling you is if they've got something to say about how you live your life, listen, nod, and take it like that at face value, like a grain of salt. 
Don't take no advice from somebody who doesn't take their own advice from life. That's not living and they just want to exist. Don't do it. And that's what I have for my 20-year-old self. Those are the 21 tips. This is January's journal log number three of season three on Saint Michel Radio. I'm glad you guys took some time to hang out with me. I'm not going to hold too much more of it. I know it's valuable. But thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me this evening. I hope you have a great evening. I will talk to you tomorrow. You know, we're going to try and stay consistent for the rest of the month. But peace, love, and blessings, and I'll holla.